which helps us save a lot of all right, all right, all right. Yes, hey guys, welcome in to College Sportscast, presented by the Fanboys. Tonight we're going to be doing our Hot Topics, Pick 6, No Fly Zone segment show. And I have the three J's on with me. I have, I have John Hammonds. Jason Harrison and John Roberts with me tonight. All of y'all are just being very quiet when he announces your name. I'm going to say what's up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Come on. No he doubt. waited right. for you to say something and you didn't. You're right, you're right. I did pause for a second. <laughs> the few. Yeah, guys, so we're going to be doing some some hot topics tonight. We're going to start out with a little football talk. Uh, since the championship game and the season final, um, teams like TCU have had some players declare for the draft. Wide receiver Johnston's declared. Uh, Miller from TCU's declared. Um, Georgia's had a bunch of players declare. Have you guys been keeping up with some of those players? I mean, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Ringo, the cornerbacks yeah. declared. I, I've seen a few of them declare. Um, you know, some of those guys are probably in the top five, top ten. I mean, you'd be crazy to pass up that kind of money. Um, you know, when Yeah, Ohio State, State quarterbacks Stroud declared yesterday as well, I think. I, I think Georgia, Georgia, uh, I think they have to leave because their talent is so rich down there that it's just their turn. It's their turn to leave, and the people behind them will be very happy because the following year he's going to have some more guys leave. Uh, I think well, they lost know. 11 defensive players to the NFL last year. And? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, most teams can't do that and then win a championship the next year. There's, only, there's, only, there's only like two, maybe three teams that can possibly do that, and that's about it. <laughs> there's, right. There's probably right. Georgia, Alabama, and, and maybe Ohio State. Or Clemson, because I think Clemson's done something maybe. very similar before. But, you know, again, they've also had a few yeah. ups and downs where they haven't quite made it to the 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 CFP. So, but – yeah, I mean, really, it's it's Georgia and it's Alabama, and then it's possibly Ohio State. They can lose eleven, and still come back fully loaded, be in the top four, and make it to the college football playoff the following year. I will say this though: Michigan lost. I don't know if they lost eleven, but they lost a lot of good players last year to the NFL. Some first rounders on the defensive side of the ball, and they come back and was. You know, right there, and then lost year. to TCU. Yep. Well, I mean, they haven't really. They <laughs> did, but it was in the semifinals. Well, they you actually they, they lost that game because they threw it to TCU. <laughs> however, many times they were like, "Hey, you know what? You get a touchdown, and you get a touchdown." <laughs> well, you got to think about Michigan too. Michigan really has no, you know other competition except Michigan, really. 
or not Michigan, Ohio State. Um, you well, might and they get Penn State every now and then. They get Penn. They get Penn I would State. Say Penn State, but Penn State always does good, and then they fold towards the end of the year. And then, and then, and then you have a Iowa State. Well, wait, is that Big Twelve? That might be Big I'm Twelve. Talking, Sorry, Iowa. Who just who just mucks up everything, you know, whatever, you know, I'm puts everything in the mud. And Big Ten championships, what I'm trying to refer to. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was in the Big Ten championship. I'm referring yeah, to it too. They're not there every year. I mean, no, I mean Wisconsin usually is, but you know, Wisconsin had kind of an iffy year this year. Right, but Luke now Fickle now Big Ten Big that. Ten West champion USC. Mm. Ooh, mm. how does that feel? It doesn't. It doesn't feel. I, I mean, I'm still yeah. that's off. Big Ten West <laughs> champion USC. <laughs> victory, <laughs> victory, victory. So Hammonds, I'm gonna throw this one to you. What do you think about the Garrett Riley offensive coordinator hire for Clemson and Dabo? I think it was needed. Um, you know, the last couple of years. Clemson, to me, I feel like since they lost Trevor Lawrence, the offense has kind of got stagnant. Um, they needed somebody in there that could, you know, get the offense humming a little bit, um, go away from the vanilla-type offense. Um, you know, Garrett Riley, he was under Mike Leach um, at Texas Tech. So he's not he's, – he's accustomed to this type of pedigree and – and having the type of offense that um, Clemson wants and that what they had at TCU. And everybody wants to say, well, they lost to Georgia 65-7. to Where was the offense? Well, look at who you're playing. You get what I'm saying? The, the, the talent disparity is pretty evident. That doesn't mean that he's not a good coach and can make offensive – game plans it's just georgia was just on another level well i mean you also had the you you had the fact that that tcu won how many games by one score by, by one score at the end of the game and a lot of it had to do with the fact that most of those games they were playing with this the against the second string quarterback or the first string quarterback got hurt in the game that they were playing against the uh, you know said opponent that they won by you know one score, and while you know that shows resiliency that they were able to come back several different times, I mean you're you're looking at a, a backup quarterback that probably caused a bunch of different that that made mistakes, and then you go against a team like Georgia where. He did not, you know, where, where, where the quarterback did not make mistakes, okay? And TCU just had no opening in order to, to capitalize on anything. In fact, they were the ones that made mistakes, and Georgia pounced on them and absolutely showed why they were the best team in college football this year. And next year, they might be even better. That's, and we're talking about Scary. possibly them three-peating. Right. right. And I mean, That's like, and, and, and I just like, while, while the fact that everybody, you know, that they, they gave TCU the people's early, uh, way too early top 10, uh, top 25 for next year. And they were putting TCU in, you know, around 15. 
that's just more of a, hey, we saw what you did last year. Thank you, but you're not really good enough. And in all honesty, if they don't get enough talent influx coming in, they may end the end in the year unranked. I mean, my my question with this question technically was was that, I mean, is it an upgrade for Dabo? Is it going to be an upgrade for Clemson? Jason, what do you think? I mean, are they going to run a air raid offense? Is Dabo going to run an air raid offense? I think he has to try something. When you lose a once-in-a-lifetime generation quarterback that he had, it's kind of hard to duplicate that and catch lightning in the bottle again. Um, but I think he has to try because the offense was stagnant. Once again, like John said, they had a great defense. Clemson is known to be pretty good on defense. And they their, are. Offense, their offense kind of struggled down the stretch, and it really cost them some games, some real close games. You know, turnovers was a big key for them as well. So I think he has to try something, and this might be – I'll be honest with you, Jason. I think he stuck with DJ too long for two years, to be honest with you. I think that's part of part of the offensive problem. And, and yeah. I'll tell you something else too, Brad. He's got something in Cape Clubnick. Um, he, he, he does. Yeah, if you just, going if you just if you just get a good offensive coordinator to mix up the plays with this quarterback that he's got, I think Clemson can do some damage in the ACC. Yeah, and and really, honestly, like, look, this is Dabo adapting to 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 the times, okay? Because Dabo has been his first, you know, decade of 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 his program has been based on loyalty. He he had rarely turned over his staff. Absolutely, he didn't really. He 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 brought freshmen in, developed them, and they all graduated or they all left from Clemson. They did not transfer out or you, he did not go after and bring transfers in. I mean, you had some that transferred out, yes. You had a few quarterbacks, the backups that were behind, you know, Lawrence and all of them. They did transfer out. I'm not talking about that. I'm more talking about the the people that came in. They went all four years. He didn't really bring a whole lot of people in as far as transfers in. Um, and so it was based on loyalty, and, and now he's starting to understand that, like, that there are going to be some things that he's going to have to deal with turnover. He's going to have to deal with retooling the staff multiple years in a row. He's going to have to. I think he's showing some signs of that, year. Roberts. Right. I think he is and, showing and, some signs of that. But is is he really going to be okay with that? Because we'll he find hasn't out. been in the past. Right. We'll right. find out. And 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 this right here. Yeah, too, we will. Like. Like what? What we're what we're seeing is, you know, remember remember when Nick Saban's offense was stuck in the mud and it was nothing but you know three yards in a cloud of dust, right? And then he went out and he got and, and he went and got Lane Kiffin, right? And all of a sudden they opened up the yeah. offense and you know Alabama hasn't looked back since. You know they may yell about Bill O'Brien, but Bill O'Brien's offense, if you look at the numbers, has been very similar to what was done before. So it's not right. It really wasn't the offense. There were a few th times where you had some inopportune things with the defense, and that's why. And also because teams like and teams like Miss uh, C got really good. They were better this year. Now 
was LSU just outstanding? No, but they were better, and they were able to take advantage of some opportunities. And Texas got got better. Texas, you know, held Alabama to a one point game. They got better. Texas still did some Texas things and lost some stupid games in the, you know, throughout the year, but they got better. And so I think the rest of college football kind of caught up as far as that. But what we're talking about as far as the Dabo, you know, adapting, and you've got, you know, Nick Saban who adapted. You had um, even Kirby Smart adapted when he got Munkin and went from being, you know, the we're going to bully you on the line of scrimmage. They're still bullying on the line of scrimmage, but they've also decided that they want to also start throwing the ball a lot more than what they used to. I mean, if AJ McCarron right. was your 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 kind of your, your fallback on the best you know passing quarterback or whatever for Alabama in a while, and then now I mean, look at it. It's every quarterback that that starts for Alabama becomes the next best passer, you know, with the most yards or whatever because of the offense. The offense, you know, allows those quarterbacks well, to absolutely. It also that that offense also attracts players. To come in to correct him. yes right well well i can't say this and i'm glad you brought up nick saban nick saban has always uh had to adapt because of the success he had you know right. he's been rolling coaches in and out for the past seven eight years and so it's going to be a drop off now will coach smart endure that those growing pains those successful pains because as you know when you start to keep rolling, hey, those ADs start come plugging those assistant coaches. And well, will see, he be able to stand the test of time like Nick Saban had? Because that's the biggest thing. Well, if right. Nick Saban kept his staff like Dabo did, like the rest of the coaches, Nick Saban will win eight, nine, ten in a row. But he's <laughs> yeah, he probably would. You're probably right. Well, the, 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 the easiest, the, the, the best thing that Kirby Smart ever did was that he stayed with Nick Saban for as long as he did. So he got to see the growth of Nick Saban. He got to see the adapt, you know, the adaptation from one offense to the next, you know, and, and him deciding that, you know, that, that he is going to go against whatever it is that he, you know, that, that he didn't like, you know, he didn't like the hurry up, no huddle. Well, he decided that I'm going to do the hurry up, no huddle. You know, he didn't like the, you know, throwing it all over the place, but now he's throwing it all over the place. He had to adapt. It was adapt or die. And Kirby stayed with Nick during during the transformation of Alabama from the old ways of college football into this new era. And then he went. So I think he will understand how to do it and be able to do it a lot faster than what Nick right. did. He will, he will make those transitions faster. Nick is learning to make those transitions faster. But, you know, he's – I mean, he's at the end of his career, you know, I mean, you would say at the end of his career. I mean, he still may coach for another 10 years. But still, he's, he's on the back side of everything. But he's still learning to adapt faster. And I think Kirby Smart's going to do it at a quicker rate. You know, so I think he's learned what he, he learned it with Nick and then has now – you know, taking it to Georgia. All right, guys. So a couple of other OCs. Uh, Brian Hartline was hired as Ohio State's OC. Liam Cohen come back to Kentucky from the Los Angeles Rams. 
um, just a couple of o more OCs that's been hired since the end of the football season. Today, Emmy quarterback Jake Garcia entered the transfer portal. Um, it's interesting. Um, be one of the reasons is, is because the last day you can enter into the transfer portal, um, the window closes January 18th. You can be in the transfer portal and make a decision after the 18th. You just can't in enter into the transfer portal. Um, so um, he's going to be one of the later ones, one of the last ones to enter the transfer portal. Um, so I think that's kind of a big deal for Miami, the Hurricanes. Uh, and uh, so that's, that's news. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is saying he's returning to Michigan despite a bunch of NFL rumors. So, I think uh, I think he's got it made at Michigan. You know, I mean, you can go the pros and do what he did, you know, with the 49ers, but he's got Michigan in contention for the playoffs just about every year. He um, does. And, why, and why the last, you, last couple of years has been on an upswing up, up beating Ohio State and stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, why would you leave when you beat Ohio State two years in a row and the Michigan fans love – well, some Michigan fans. Some Michigan fans dislike him, but um, – He rubs people the wrong way sometimes, I think. Well, it's hard to dislike a, a guy that – I think Michigan fans out. rub people the wrong way sometimes as well, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. I just think – I think sure. hardball falls – I think Harbaugh follows one of the Nick Saban deal. When you are in college, you have complete control of the program. When you go to the pros, the players really run the franchise because you're you're paying guys to be what they want to be, and they're going to do. I mean, they you create divas, but you also create stars. And so you 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 can't go in and control the locker room or, or talk the way you would talk to college kids because they want to get there. You're dealing with guys who are already there. Either Saban figured that out pretty quickly, too. Yeah, and I think Harbaugh, he's, yeah. he thought about it, but, man, like like you said, Joe, he really has it good at, at Michigan right now. They're well, he did. Up. He has talked to a couple of NFL teams, I'm pretty sure, this offseason already. Well, 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 talking only allows your agent to negotiate your deal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you have to I, hey, I agree I'm with that. Talk. So, yeah, so I – you have to play. You have to play your cards that you dealt sometimes. Yeah, I agree with that. So, a couple of um, topics that are that are a little bit more down and on the sad news: um, Devin Willick, a Georgia offensive lineman, was in a car accident this week after the. Uh, it was it was right after the parade that they were that they were doing uh, for the championship, and there was a um, recruiting staff member. In the vehicle that also died. Uh, her name is Chandler Chandler Lacroix. Um, I just want to touch on that that there was two lives taken in an accident this week. Um, yeah, so it's been a tough situation. It's not even so much, you know, the the car wrecking itself. It's the fact that this kid was a really good person um, from his. There was a, I think there was a post that somebody put on Twitter that he took a picture of him and his little boy. I guess it was after the game, maybe before the game. I can't remember when it was, but 
he, he took the time to to make that little boy's day, man. And uh, you see that a lot in college athletics. You see that in the pros. Um, so, you know, losing a, a person of that caliber makes it even tougher. And I'm going to say this, and I don't know if this is 100% true, okay, but I seen a post that said that Devin Willock's older brother a few years back was also killed in a car wreck. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I see a post where that was where that was talked about. And uh, if yeah. that is true, I mean, that's – that's it's a tough situation for everybody. <clears throat> okay. now, having having gone, gone through this experience, uh, one thing I can say is that, man, you, you never, and it's for any parent that knows that, man, you never want to, you know, have to bury your child. And it's very, very unfortunate for those uh, that that young lady and that young man uh, pass away in prayers out to their families. Absolutely. So, right. you know, College Sportscast, we just want to say we, you know, send prayers to all the families, Georgia family, the families of the players, uh, the member the uh, LaCroix family, every single one of them. So the one thing that gets me is the Alabama situation that we was going to get to. I, um, I was, you know, that was my next topic. Well, I know. I, I was just, I was going to yeah. help you. He's, He's, yeah. the gun. He's transitioning it for you. Right. Uh, I got you. <laughs> the, the thing about this whole situation, you know, Darius Miles was injured. He had what was it? He had an ankle injury or something. He and did. I think. I think when they reported that, I think they was afraid to even come out with what they was wanting to say um, that he was out for the year. I think they knew. They just didn't want to just give the whole details out of it. Um, but. On that side note, there was another thing that came up today that he was he was provided a gun or he provided a gun, I can't remember vice versa, on the campus. Like yeah. what gets so, me is you're you're going to school to play college basketball. I get it. There's things outside the world that you love. You love women, you love beer, you love all this stuff when you're playing college ball. You feel like you're living the, the life of the Benjamins. But at the same time, you're throwing your talents and your life away for what? To spend the rest of your life in prison? From what I from the way I understand this, it was just a minor altercation. And the and the and the people in it the car rage. It was a road and, rage. And the people situation. in the car didn't aren't even associated with the school. Hmm. One, one thing about uh, this subject is because I think, and like you said, John, uh, they probably did know, but when you're dealing with a capital murder case, man, you can't really release any information to the public. You have to let the police department do their due diligence before you report or anything, because if you notice, uh, they said he would be out for the rest of the year, and so they tried to just, you know, wait their turn per, per se in order to say something and so right uh, this is very unfortunate um you can say three lives have been tarnished the young lady who passed and the two young men who will be ultimately charged with something 
Um, but Jamia Harris is the one who lost her life. She's yes. a 23 year old mother. She was a 23 year old mother. Um, I just want to put that out there that Jamia Harris is the one that lost her life. Yeah. And, and I made a comment earlier in the week that people was taken out of context with the mental health aspect of it. You know, I, I said, you know, something triggered, triggered this kid. Um, well, he's not a kid. He's a grown man, um, Darius Miles. I'm triggered in his mental aspect to do something like this. And we don't know what he was dealing with. We don't know if he just snapped all at once, if he was having issues beyond that. But to take somebody's life, an innocent life, when you're on a scholarship to play ball, like, if well, that was me, and I, and I know everybody says the hypotheticals, like, well, if that was me and this and that, but – why wouldn't you want to be on a good basketball team playing ball and and forget about the outside stuff is what I don't understand. Um, well, well, the reports are saying that uh, he admitted to uh, giving the gun. He actually didn't pull the trigger. So no, that's yeah, that's what the reports but, were today. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, but yet and still, we have to remind ourselves that these are still young men trying to develop into better young men and he's what 20 years old jason he's 20 21 and you never know like i said you know it's, it's still relatively young you know you can think about when you was 21 you know the things because you gotta understand you're in you're at alabama at, at all places you had a spot in which you know you you are a local celebrity everybody knows who you are and so like you said he could have been dealing with something uh, he, he has an injury. Alabama is rolling right now. He's not a part of that. And so you tend to go left when you should stay right. And it's, it's just a very unfortunate situation that uh, one moment of bad uh, decision-making can cost you a lifetime. And it's very, very unfortunate in this situation. Right. It is. Roberts, do you have anything you want to add to that or we good? I think we're good here. I just, you know, it's not, it's not really, uh, we don't have all the information, so I can't really comment either way. And, uh, but, you know, just to be involved in something or to be named in something is not good. And, well, uh, and two, so, three lives are, like Jason said, three lives are completely destroyed. Correct. You got the wife and the kid, and then you got, and then you got his life where he probably won't ever play basketball again. Right. Oh, and and it's just, it's Michael, Michael Lynn Davis. Yeah. And Correct. I'm not saying, I don't know if he run around with bad company. I, I'm not saying that, but you know, my, my, I've always been told my grandfather, he's passed away now. He said, you are what the company you keep that old saying, the company yep. that you the company that you run with is the company you keep. Right. And sometimes we run around with people that we don't need to be running around with. Right. And it can get us into yeah. very awkward situations. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. I'm praying for the family. I'm praying for his. I'm praying for the the mom that died and her family because lives are destroyed on both sides. Correct. Absolutely. So I, I just we just wanted to kind of touch on this subject. We're going to move on to our pick. Six segment. 
And uh, tonight's pick six segment, we're in mid-January. Um, so far during the college basketball season, who are your guys' top six basketball players? Hammonds, um, I'll start with you. Who who are you going to pick? For I'm, your not gonna top give them, six? I'm not going to put them. I'm not going to put them one through six. I'm just going to name. No, nah, you don't have to put them in order. Just name some names. Drew Timmy is one of them. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Timmy's been in college too long. I don't think he can be on. <laughs> nah, he's still there. He counts. Yeah, man, for real. I think, I think you got to put Marcus Sasser on there for Houston. Um, he's one of the better guards in the country. I can um, agree. I can agree. Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. But the thing about him, he has no help right now. Um, Indiana's struggling, and I feel like he's trying to do everything by himself. And he's just not got a lot of help, and that's why Indiana's struggling a lot right now. Um, right. I would put Jamie Vasquez from UCLA. Mm. Um, he's he's one of the better players in the country. You know, they got that combo with him and uh, I can't remember Tiger Campbell. Um, that backcourt, they're getting better as the, as the season goes. Um, how many right. did I say? Was that three? That's or was that four? Um, I'm gonna have to go Zach Eady from Purdue. Um, he's the Yao Ming of college basketball. Um, he's I'm telling you, man. And everybody says, well, he's just tall. No, he does a lot more things than just do. He does more things than what he what he gives credit for. He had 32 and 17 against Michigan State I mean, in the game winner last night. That's impressive. When, when you look at it. Um, I'm going to go with the Big East. Um, Sonogo um, from UConn. I think he's averaging 18 points a game. Um, he's a really good player. And, and UConn's going to have to pick it up, man. They, they've kind of slipped the last couple of weeks. Um, they're not playing they their have. best ball right now. All right. Well, that's your six. Jason, who you who you going? Who you got for your – six players so far during the season um man that's that's tough that's 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 tough man you got me coming behind mr john man um let's see let's see let's see i i, I think the, the the biggest um i think the best player in the country and i'm just and i guess i'm biased he's playing in alabama right now He's playing at an awful high clip. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised, John. You didn't you didn't name this guy. I was getting ready to. I was. I was like, wait. I was just waiting on it. I was like, yeah, okay, say, well, we're say, gonna say. The it. reason the reason I didn't is because he's a freshman. And Brandon Miller. And a lot of these lists you usually put sophomore, juniors, and seniors. You know, and but there ain't down to nine. Um, Miller is absolutely. I'm telling you, man, when you can not store any points like he did against Arkansas and they still beat Arkansas by double digits, that tells you that Alabama's pretty daggone good. And, and I think he understands the game. Um, I, I think that's, that's a lot. I think he really understands the flow. Uh, I think he really understands pace. Uh, 
the time of the game because as good as he is, he can force every time he gets the ball, but he understands defenses are, are keying in on him, and he has a good supporting cast, and he's not asked to do it all, and he plays both in. Uh, so he will be my one. Of course, Timmy. Timmy, Timmy is um, – Timmy. He's an old – he's he's a vet. Uh, Timmy. <laughs> um, who else? I have, I have – um, mm, it's so many, man. I want to say Nick Smith because my hometown, I want to give him a little bit of love, but he hadn't been playing. Um, mm, another guard out here, Keontae George out of Baylor, uh, unheralded uh, freshman who's having a pretty good year. Um, uh, and Flagler's really good for Baylor, Adam Flagler. Yeah, he is, he is. Um and pretty much, man, everybody he named. I mean, I, I, it's it's kind of hard not to, you know, go with who he said. I would just add a couple. Man, there's so many good right. players out here. I'm not gonna lie. I, I can't name. I'm I gonna name, name Brad's. I know who Brad's is. Kendrick Davis from Memphis. <laughs> I know Brad's gonna mention Kendrick Davis. I knew yeah, Kendrick Davis uh, absolutely tore up Auburn. Yeah. He's, yes, he's he a real deal now. <laughs> Roberts, who who you got for your list? And I'm going to throw a Jelly Walker into this into this uh, this mix here. So let's go ahead and get the leading scorer in, right? I can agree with yep. you. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, anybody I obviously agree in, with anybody going to throw in Davis from from Deeper, Antoine Davis. Yeah, yeah. I got to show him some love, man. I know his dad. His dad, uh, man, probably has one of the best philosophies. On basketball, I used to ask because when he was at Texas Southern, I said, "How can you keep a team together going 0 and 10? You know, preseason, <laughs> yeah. preseason." And he said, "Well, Jay, you understand this? In the swag, all you gotta do is win one game. That matter, right?" I'm also gonna throw in and and look, we got two Kentucky guys right here. I'll throw in Oscar Sheboy. I think he's still. Mm. I mean, even look. The, the team may not be doing great. Doesn't mean – I mean, he's he's not having as much help, but he's still – he's still a force. He is. So, I mean – What about the it, kid from Oral Roberts, Max Attack? That would I be one of them. I like the seven-footer for Purdue. I can't say his name. The seven-footer for Purdue. Edie? Edie? Yes, yes. Zach Edie? Zach Edie. Yeah. I like him. Like him. He he plays his size. He plays his size. And that's yep. very rare. He's not like trying I to say he's the Yao Ming. Who else you got, Roberts? Uh really again, I'm gonna start repeating names once I uh at, at this point. So we, we right. threw out some of my new extra the new extra ones there. And uh because I mean I think were, you gotta go with Matt Bradley from San Diego State. Um right. He's averaging 16 points a game. Um, Hammonds, you know, you've done threw out 10 names. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I'm correct. just, I'm just I mean, trying to help this you is, This out. is a top six, man. What's wrong with you, man? You're I'm just, just trying to help names you out. <laughs> so, so, I, watch lot of, I watch a lot of college basketball. So. <laughs> hey, so if we, if we do the start, we're doing the starting five. So my, my six, six yeah, my, my six is this. So, uh, most of it. It's the same. I have Zach Eady. I have yeah. Drew Timmy. 
Um, Tim, I, I have Oscar Sheboy, and then Sheboy. I I did I did throw in Brandon Miller on my list that that Jason okay. mentioned. I think Alabama has been playing possibly the best right now, and Brandon Miller is a huge part of that. And then I'm going to throw in two names that nobody else mentioned. Chris Murray from Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. He's averaging about 22 points and nine rebounds a game. And then I'm going to throw in Jalen Wilson from Kansas. Um, Jalen Wilson's having an unbelievable year. Yeah, Jalen Wilson's like 20, 21, 21 and a half, 21.8, something like that, points a game. Um, and is having an unbelievable year so far. I, I th- I'm going to throw in a couple of those names and then I'm going to flip for just a second because I this question was about college basketball. And I'm going to give you two, two names on the women's side Clark and Angel Reese. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm going to give you two names on the women's side to, uh, for player of the year. Right now, I would go with Caitlin Clark. Um, she's pretty much a triple-double threat every single night, which is about seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists, and 27 points a game. Um, they don't call her Logo Clark for nothing. She can pull up from the logo and pull up from anywhere and make it rain. Um, and Angel Reese transferred and is down at LSU – and she is having a monster year, like 24 points a game, six, almost 15 and a half rebounds. Um, I know most people would probably say Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina. I think those two girls have done a much better job halfway through the year, and I would give them well, you, the, the edge. You mentioned Oscar Sheboy. Um, I'm a big Kentucky fan. I love Oscar. But he's not having a year that everybody thought. No, he's not. Um, he, he's he's just not. He's not having the player of the year. year he's still year averaging year. a 15 and 13, which is a pretty is, good number. I think a lot of it has to do with just the whole team is not real good. Well, he, he um, his impact is a lot different than it was last year. He had more of an impact. Mentioning the yeah. girls game, did you see that ending of the Arkansas – is it Arkansas against Vandy? Was Arkansas the girls' game? It was two long half court shots. Right, and that was remarkable. Ended. I've never one seen of them, game one of the half court shots was like a hook shot. Man, man, Jesus! <laughs> From half court, it just went in. Man, <laughs> it's a lot of good basketball yeah. being played. Yeah, yeah. USC upset Stanford over the weekend on the girls' side. First time they beat Stanford in like twelve years. Some two. 2008 or something like that. Um, a long time. I'm mistaken. They so, the number one recruit. I just wanted to. I just wanted to throw in. Yes, USC. I think did they landed on the girls' the side. Yes. The they, did. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, USC's yeah. trying to make a strong comeback right now. All right, guys, we're going to go on to the no-fly zone segment of our show. Before I do that, I'm going to talk about um, nonprofit organization Home for the for Our Troops. Let me get it pulled up here if it'll come up. 
there it is. Uh, they're building home, rebuilding lives. Um, it helps mostly wounded veterans. And uh, you can go to www.hfotusa.org and help give money to build, like I said, mostly wounded veterans' um, homes and change their lives. So that is the nonprofit organization for 2023 for Defend Boys and the Winning Edge Sports Network. Our no-fly zone sex this time, uh, this is kind of a little fun segment we do where we, we decide ourselves um, whether if we're going to fly or no with a certain topic. Our so back in the 1st of January, the NCAA board put out um, that they are considering a 90-team March Madness for baseball. And I'm just wondering, Hammonds, are you going to fly with that or are you no-fly with a 90-team March Madness? I'm no-flying, man. I just don't think it's going to be effective. You know, you already got – enough teams in there now you got the first four um you know you put 90 teams in there sorry if this hurts some people's feelings but it's like a participation trophy yeah it's like everybody gets a, a piece of the pie and i, don't I just think i think 90 teams is a very odd number i don't know how you bracket 90 teams i don't even know how you play all those games <laughs> unless you unless you re realign the conference tournaments the week before. Yeah. But there's there's but some talk. The NCAA is considering it. That's a no fly for me. If they do consider it, there's going to be a – there's because I even read an article. John Rothstein posted something on it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And they he asked if, who, if they thought that this would fly or didn't fly. And he's and a lot of the fans was against it. A lot of fans didn't like it because it would it would take away away the true meaning of the tournament. Right. So Jason, give me the what, no, give me the no fly. All right, Jason, what do you say on a ninety team March Madness? Uh the the only way it would fly would be because of the money. The money would generate. That's the only way it will fly. My personal opinion, no flies on. I would like to see now if they're gonna do this. I'm gonna pay a little bit devil after there's no fly zone. If they're gonna do this, they have to expand college football. There's no way you expand college basketball. Well, they are expanding college football. They are expanding college football to 12 teams. So they, they're gonna also that had it's gonna be 12 teams from now. Yeah, it's gonna them. not 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 this year. It'll be either Starts it's not the 2023. It's it's a I think it's 24. Yeah, 24. Yeah, it, it starts. starts. 24. So, but not 90. I think 90 is it's too excessive. It's too excessive. 90. You know, I I would approve what what is it right now? It's uh it's it's what four playing. Well, there's games? 68 right now. Yeah. With so 68. I would yep. do a maybe 75 because it's always and, and what you hate is. The conference championship in some of these conferences, the runner-up is just as good as anybody else getting in in some of these conferences. 
And so giving them a shot would be with 90. No, not that's that's too much. That's too much. Right. Yeah. Some of John, these one one bid leagues. John Roberts, yeah. what do you say? A 90 team March Madness? You fly it yeah. or no fly? And how many that? teams? How, how many teams are in D one basketball? There's like 360 some D one basketball. So, so we're talking about a third of the teams in, in? a quarter, quarter to 90, yeah, yeah, 90, quarter, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's ninety two. You said three sixty, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a quarter of it, yeah. <sighs> While, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about like, you know, when you, when you when you talk about like say the NFL does half the teams college football does, you know, 10%. But of course I don't think you, you can't play, you can't play multiple games in a week for football. So that becomes a little harder to right. do. Um, right. There's still 64 teams in baseball. Um, I don't off the top of my head. Can't tell you if it's, the same amount, like 128, or if it's 360 or whatever, for the amount of teams in baseball. But there's 64 that get in in baseball, so which is a pretty darn high. I think it's more than 128, like for for what football is. But um, I just I don't like that many. Once the tournament goes, and while it is exciting and awesome especially those first that first weekend that is a long drawn out tournament and by the end of it I'm almost ready for it to be over and I would I would hate I would hate to feel that way about any sort of sporting event to be like man this is great but god it's too long because right. that's that that's not that's not a way to feel about it. I mean, it basically like would add an extra about. weekend for sure. It would add a yeah, whole I mean, weekend. Another, yeah, and while that's again, the first weekend's awesome, and that weekend yeah. would be awesome, and probably the next weekend. But I mean, by the time it got down to the the final four, man, you'd be exhausted just right. watching. Right. Yeah, watching basketball. Yeah, I know you'd be exhausted. Yeah, and I mean, I'm 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 over here trying to watch, you know, ten games of baseball at the same time, and then there's like you know ten more spring games that are happening at the same time as this. Oh, so quick, quick, quick thing here: Alabama and Vanderbilt just tipped five minutes ago, and the game's pretty much over now. (laughs) Alabama's up up twelve to three to start the game. Like, (laughs) just all right, so. My thing, on the 90, good, my thing on the 90 team, uh, March Madness, is that is a very odd number to try to bracket. I mean, at 64 yeah, what, why not, teams. Yeah, why not, why, not, why not 96? Right, right. If you're going to go to that, you go to 96 because that would leave another whole bracket. You would have another whole yeah. bracket. Yeah. You know, and you could do that. Ninety just seems like a very odd number to try to bracket. It's weird. Um, it's a weird number. You know, so I, I'm a no fly on that. And then to Hammond's point, my next topic is this: Alabama has been rolling, and I mean steamrolling. Kentucky, some of these other schools. I mean, they steamrolled LSU last week, uh, last weekend. I mean, they have been rolling, and then have this Darius Miles situation that has happened this week, 
and uh, a loss of life that they are having to deal with. Um, on top of that, a teammate and what he's having to go through and everything else. And my question is this, does the Darius Miles capital murder situation negatively affect this Alabama team in this season? I think it's both. I think it's both. No fly and fly. Because it, it sometimes – you know, it gets in your mind that, hey, we got a teammate and a former player that played with us. You know, he's in trouble. It can get in the back of your mind. And then the other part of it is the fact that it can make you want to play better going down the stretch. You know, hey, we're going through a lot of these things. It can bring us together as a team. So I'm going to say it's in the half and half. Um, <clears throat> it's fine, no fly. Because I think a lot of times this can bring a team together as well. Well, but that's what I'm trying to decide here. Is it is Alabama going to uh, stay rolling and keep going, or is this going to affect their season, basically? I mean, do I don't think, think Alabama – I don't think that it's going to affect them, and I guess for these simple reasons. Because you look at a kid like that, you don't even know if he was all in. Uh, he just had an ankle injury, and you never know. He might have been dealing with some things. Uh, but – he 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 wasn't locked into the team anyway. I think that uh, Alabama, I think they're locked in. I think they've raised the shot for. I think their coach staff and everybody who's a part of that program is going to make sure these guys stay um, stay focused on the task at hand, on the goals at hand. Uh, I also think that uh, a situation like this, you really can't say. And like I said before, you don't know if the kid was all in. Uh, because if, right. if he was all in, there's no way he would have put himself in that situation, in my opinion. Now, I do understand he's a young man, and young men make decisions uh, every day, some good, some bad. I was a young man. I did the same thing. Um, but I, do, I, I don't see this affecting them because of the, the level of folks that they have. You know, when you're 15, so you're, so you're no focus, fly on it. You're you know saying I mean? addition by, by subtraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you say, Roberts? Well, I mean, again, uh, I don't know the ins and outs of that locker room uh, that well, but, I mean, you would think that, that something like this is either going to derail the team and, and send them sideways or it's going to it, – it, it's going to be polar. It, you're either going to have one end of the spectrum or you're going to have the exact opposite. So it's either going to bring everybody 100% in and everybody's going to be focused – or there's going to be dissension among the ranks, and right. uh, and I'm not really sure. Um, I, I honestly think that Alabama is still going to be pretty good. It it takes depth away from them, but they may still be able to. I think they're still able because they are so deep, be able to still have success without. Without him, it'd be like a an injury to, you know, somebody that you know is not your your best frontline starter, but you know still was a pretty good player in itself. So I mean, I hear you guys. I know what you're saying, um, but there's a loss of life here that you're having to deal with, and yeah. there's 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 a lot of things that a normal basketball team would not have to deal with. Well, 
okay you know. so i look i get the i get and i'm not really downplay i'm not trying to downplay what happened but as far as the people in the locker room unless they were with him when it happened or there right when it happened that situation they could this is I'm gonna say this being in locker rooms and having played in a lot of guys who have made bad decisions right right um, if you were right. all in like I keep saying if you was all in with the team you would be all in sometimes and people know and teammates know they probably knew what happened right yeah right. they knew what right. happened but they were not around him and so it doesn't affect you the same way. Now, Correct. God forbid that the, the young man that we're talking about had lost his life. Then we would be talking about something totally different. Totally different. Right. We're talking about someone who <clears throat> right. made a critical mistake in which when, when you get to school, they tell you, hey, you don't need to do this. You don't need to go there. They sit down and talk with you as you're coming in. And so you know your do's and don'ts. You know what will get you kicked off the team. You, right. know, you know these things. Now, do kids still do things? Yes. In this situation, it's really hard for me to see that these kids will be affected by the decision that this young man made because, like I said. Well, I mean, right. I kind of agree and, with and you, Jason. Being, being, being a part of a baseball locker room, and again, not on the team, but I am still a part, I was still part of being in the locker room and understood what was going on in the dynamic of the uh, of of the team that yes we had some guys on the team that made some dumb mistakes did they get caught did it cause the loss of life no it didn't but there were people that were trying to make you know that that really wanted to make a run at a championship of course we weren't good enough to really do that but there were guys that really wanted to further their careers beyond just college athletics that they knew that they did not need to be associated with that. And these guys were able to elevate themselves to being first round draft picks. Right. And they were, you know, on, on the Friday and Saturday nights um, during, you know, college football season, they were not seen at any of the fraternity parties or the bars or anything right. like that. They weren't there. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, you knew that they were more focused and understood how to stay out of the limelight and how to out of trouble. And, you know, so this is something, it is very, it is a very unfortunate situation, but the players that know and understand how to be focused and whatnot are still going to be that. And the ones that are kind of teetering might get refocused. So, right, you know, right. I think, I think that, that, you know, as a team, I mean, you've got to be unfazed and it, I mean, you've got to be almost a sociopath to play athletics sometimes. And that is because you've got to disassociate yourself from almost anything that's happening and I'm talking about like even within the game itself, when something happens, 
in basketball, you make a bad shot, you have to forget that that shot happened. And then you've got to go back out and shoot again as if the previous shot didn't happen. You've got to be almost borderline psychotic. <laughs> I mean, you know, to so Jason, I mean, to these Jason's guys have got point, to be, you know, to focus that. <laughs> yeah, to Jason's so, point about yeah. this, I think Nate Oates is capable of running a really tight ship with the rest of his players. And there is a likelihood that Darius Miles was not all in with that Alabama team and with the Alabama locker room. Right. And that and that possibly is a reason that something like that happened in with. Um, right. You know, and I believe that uh, Nate Oates is capable of keeping his guys playing and gelling the way that they have been. So I'm going to say no fly on that one as well. In my last topic, yeah, but this is something we just we um, just don't know. So yeah, it's just really hard to comment. <laughs> it is. So yeah. Um, yeah. My last topic is the NCAA Council voted about a week and a half ago to limit eligibility for for second time transfers. And I'm going to run through a couple of things. Except they are going to allow it for physical injury or health situations that is believed to push them to transfer or sexual abuse or assault. And those are really the only reasons that they would consider a second time transfer and still being eligible immediately. But they're doing this to try to curb the, the whole wild transfer stuff that's going on and are you fly or no fly with the NCAA kind of limiting a second time transfer eligibility I'm fly Hammonds? I'm fly I think I think well we'd be all on this all night about it I'll just give you my idea about it it's just a complete circus um, I don't think you should be at a school seat there, there's one um, I think there was one player that was been in school six different times at six different schools, and he's like 23, 24 years old. Like, right? Come on now, like, yeah. There comes a point where you gotta, you gotta walk away, man. Like, yeah, I don't, like I, don't I don't agree with that either. So, but you don't agree with what part? Where your kids been at like five, six different schools, and you know. All this oh, kind of okay. stuff. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't agree that – I mean, I feel like if you're not getting things um, done at a certain school and things are not working out and then you have the same thing happen at the next school, there, there comes a point where it's just maybe you're not meant to be a basketball player. Yeah, yeah at some point the, the common denominator is you. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> maybe the problem's not the school, the problem's you. Right. Maybe you're just not yeah. the kind of player that ever, you know. But I'll let Jason chime in on that because he's been about he's been an SEC guy. And, well, and, I mean, not only that, but I just think that um, you got to get a hold on him because it's out of control. Um, I'm gonna play devil's advocate, um, and this is not the case. But you look at Georgia's quarterback; he's been in 
what he's the same age as, as, as Lamar Jackson. And he's not an example to you, but I'm saying if a kid is excessively transferring and transferring, and like John said, the common denominator is probably you. You're taking away someone else's chance to play somewhere because you still want to play and you're able to. So I think they got to get a hold on it. Well, the difference on the on and and I know that the, you're saying that the Georgia quarterback is not necessarily the best example. The difference with him is that he went down a level and then came back up, mm-hmm. versus being in the same yeah. same level mm-hmm. and same you know maybe even in the same you know same conference multiple yeah. times in the same yeah. conference. Mm-hmm. So like that's that right there is where you probably need to get get a hold of is. But mm-hmm. if you're the, the way that people used to do it, and, you know, even then, I mean, look, I know when when you were in school, Jason, that, that, that you know, transferring was kind of taboo. Really wasn't something that you, you wanted to do. Because you, you lost a whole year. You lost a whole year. And we're talking about, you know, I mean, even in football, basketball, baseball, I mean, you transfer, you lost a year, and mm-hmm. – that was just kind of you weren't really looked at as being a high coveted person at that point. Everybody, once you're inside a new locker room, you're kind of the outcast and everything like that. This is different. Obviously, it's more like free agency and professional, exactly. you know, professional yeah. sports where people are moving all the time. Um, so, but there has to be some sort of limit. There's a limit to free agency. Yeah. There's a limit to to there needs to be a limit to the transfer portal especially when you're staying in you know you're staying within d1 or d2 stays within d2 and you don't really see much about that but i mean like i think what was it over two thousand people in the transfer portal there was over two thousand fbs fbs over two thousand over two thousand players in the transfer portal and right. that is insane. Insane. Right. Yeah. So I'm fly, not fly with it. I'm definitely fly with right. them having yes. a limit on it fly. and not giving eligibility. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's not just Division One because I talk to people all the time at, around around these areas like Division NAI. Right. Like, they was – I think one guy, one guy told me that in, in the NIA – School. There was 900 kids that transferred in the last, in the last two years. That's a right. lot. <laughs> that's a lot of kids, man. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and, I get uh, that there's plenty. I think it's got it. You got to get a hold of it. You get. You do. I think yeah. playing time has a lot to do with it. I think there's other issues, but like I said, if you keep going to the same school over and over, or different school over and over, and you're not getting much playing time, and you're you're not seeing what you want, like John said, I think the common denominator is you, and you got to figure out whether you want to play ball or or whatever you want to do with your career or life. Right. Right. You know, right. like Brad, he's, well, guys, he's going to a career. He's going to a career <laughs> of television. <laughs> guys, we're gonna, we're gonna do a little wrap up here. Um, there's some games that's going on. Kansas and Kansas State is playing with about two, two and a, two little over two minutes to go. Um, it's 
I got 69, 68. I'm doing it off the um, Wi-Fi. Tie game so right they, now. Tie game right tie? now with one point. No, it's 70 to 69 with 208. Kansas just went up by one. Okay. Uh, Alabama, Vanderbilt has made a little run there within four now. So, okay. You know, maybe Vanderbilt is hanging the game. Ten Tennessee is up 64-56 on, on Mississippi State late in the second. Um, they, figured, they figured out how to come back. Yep. Georgia Tech is down to NC State right now. Are you surprised? Houston, Houston beat Tulane tonight 80-60. I have a former player on Georgia Tech team, so I'm pulling for Georgia Tech. But well, no, we can all be pulling for Georgia Tech, but we're still not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. How'd the Ole Miss game come out, Jason? Ole Miss. Hey, listen, 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 listen. We got our first victory in conference. Um, then we go to Arkansas on Saturday. So Whew, my right. phone will be. Hey, my, my hey. inbox will be ringing. My phone will be ringing. All that. So pray for me. It, it's okay. Auburn broke Arkansas. All right. <clears throat> They play yeah. different on the hill. You do know that. <laughs> they play different in Fayetteville. Well, they they've been they've been that then they must have had a lot of road games since the Auburn game, because it seems like they've been losing. <laughs> they have. They, they played. They played. Who have they played? They play Auburn. They play Alabama. Alabama. Um, Somebody else that they played, and it just. Didn't seem like that they've been, they've looked well. well and of course, just, I think they've also got, they've got one guy hurt and, or at least one guy hurt, right? Nick, or, yeah, Nick Smith. Yeah. They just announced yeah, the lineups tonight for UK. Uh, Severe yeah. Wheeler's not starting tonight. Okay. Gotcha. So maybe is Cal, Frederick so maybe Cal Perry has decided to. Is Frederick, Frederick starting? Wallace. Frederick Wallace, Sheboy, Livingston, and Toppin. Okay. Well, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Had a fun show. Um, we'll be on Thursday for our game day pick'em, and then on Sunday, look for us. Uh, Steve Heigel, just collegefootball.net, just collegebasketball.net. He's a John Wooden Award winner, a John Wooden Award voter. He's going to be on our show on Sunday with us. Um, Kim, we're going to be talking a lot of basketball and uh, kind of talk about some bracketology, some of the teams that uh, he has, um, you know, trying to get into the tournament and finishing up the season before March Madness. So it's going to be fun, fun to talk with him. And Go ahead. I've got one last thing. So uh, I did uh, stir up uh, a little controversy within our group that, uh, you know, that we've uh, got a massive group chat that we've been a part of. And what it is is D1 Baseball's top 25 preseason top 25 rankings for 2023. Just want to go ahead and throw this out because we are one month away, 31 days from the start of college baseball. <laughs> Right. The SEC has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams in the top 25. All right. right. With 
The number one overall team, LSU, number two, Tennessee, number four, Ole Miss, and last year's College World Series champions. Number five, Texas A&M, number seven, Florida, Arkansas at eight, Vanderbilt at 10, Alabama at 20, and South Carolina at 23. The rest of the so top there 25. Is seven nine, SEC teams nine, in the top 10? Nine. Nine. I said it already. Nine. No. Seven in the top 10? Oh, seven. Seven in the top 10. One, seven two, three, four, 10. five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven in the top 10. Yes. Wow. So okay. seven of the top 10, 70% of that. Yes. Because what will likely happen is four of the final eight will be SEC. Right. But with that being said, the rest of the the rest of the top 25, so we as we said, number 1 LSU, number 2 Tennessee, number 3 is Stanford. Mm. 4 Ole Miss, 5 Texas A&M, 6 Wake Forest, 7 Florida, 8 Arkansas, 9 Oklahoma State, 10 Vanderbilt, 11 ECU, 12 UNC. 13, I believe, good Lord, I think this is Maryland. Maryland, wow. They made it in there. Number 14, Virginia Tech. 15, TCU. 16, Louisville. 17, UCLA. 18, looks like, I think that's got to be Southern Miss. Um, 19, Virginia. 20, Alabama. 21, NC State. 22, Miami. That's low for Miami. 23, South Carolina, 24, Texas Tech, 25, Oregon. I have an issue with the top 25. As you know, I am an Auburn fan, and I will sit here. I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand when a team has made the Super Regionals three of the last four years, the World Series two of the last three years, that that team isn't even in the top 25 at all doesn't make sense they kind of so, had a down year last year though no they went to the world series last year they were in the top eight they finished number five overall they did not have a down okay. year last year well, they then finished was, number seven overall two years that. ago three years ago yes the year before that in between the two world series appearances they had a down year but then they rebounded and finished number five, finished better than they did the year before. They have a top 10 recruiting class that's coming in this year. And they've had, and they finished well, at number five. You know, they've got several players Rob, that are it's recruiting. It's a preseason. It, you know it's a preseason. I get player. it. I get it. But, <laughs> I mean, you, you should know, still be there's, able there's to put some respect on that name. There. That, Put some that, respect that have on the no name. Business being there. Butch Thompson is and building always a program. A few teams that deserve to be there. It's not. Look, they will put Ole Miss in the top twenty-five when Mike Bianco is on the verge of being fired. Okay, so yeah, put some respect on that name right there. Butch Thompson has got a team rolling, and they will. They will with a few wins because it's going to take some wins, and once they start winning. They're in the top 25, and it won't matter because all you have to do is be 500 or better in the SEC. Hell, you could be under 500 and still make the uh, the postseason. You could be 14 and 16 in the SEC and still make the postseason. But I just had to get that off my chest. 
I felt like that. Ooh, I, hey, listen, listen. I can hear it. I, 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 I'm muted. Uh, like, and I wanted to poke the bear room. when I got in our group chat. So I just wanted to sit there and just make fun of everybody else once they got in there. So it was hilarious. <laughs> All right. We will we'll be covering baseball um so john roberts is going to be leading a lot of the baseball it won't talk. just be auburn i promise you it won't just be auburn i will be absolutely <clears throat> flying the the flag for the sec and there will be some other teams in which we will we will discuss outside of the sec because trust me there are a lot of teams that are outside the sec that are worthy of being talked about so but the whole point is to grow the game so yep right all right, guys, um, we're going to wrap this up. Again, we are Sportscast presented by the Fanboys. Y'all check us out. Check out the Fanboys. Check out our Winning Edge Sports Network um, website. I, this, this week, did write three Kentucky articles that you can check out. Um, that out there. And you guys have a good night on Thursday. And we'll see you down the road. Peace. Peace.